Well, it's time to roll out the red carpet for the baby Preds. Today kicks off the Nashville Predators rookie camp. Who are some of the players to watch? Who are some of the players that may be the next call up? And what are some of the storylines? Are we overlooking somebody that may make the Predators roster this year? We're going to talk about that today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are a Preds podcast that brings you daily, five-day-a-week content about the Nashville Predators to the Nashville market. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. So it is time to roll out the red carpet for the rookies. Yay! Uh, today, as we mentioned off the top, is the start of Nashville Predators development camp or rookie camp, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's all culminating in the Predators uh, rookie showcase. That's uh, going to be in Raleigh this year. Um, yeah, so that is going to be a fun little thing to watch. It's good to see hockey back and good to be talking about actual on ice stuff um, yes. and, you know, good shows this summer. But I feel like it's always different where there's something palpable. There's something coming up today that you can watch for something on ice, not just, you know, kind of speculative stuff. Oh, I think so, too. And I always feel like rookie camp is sort of the gear up to like, OK, what's this next season going to look like? Because like you said, you can speculate, but you get into rookie camp, you see how these younger players, these um, players who really want to get to Milwaukee, they really want to get to Nashville, see how they perform. And you can kind of slowly see the snowball running down the hill towards the roster. And that that is so exciting. Plus, let's say I love just the sound of hockey. So I'm excited to just go and hear and see some real hockey again today. Yeah, the pucks against the boards, the yes. skates going out, the they like who 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 was that the the actor from the 80s that did like the sound effects in like every movie? Yes. Uh, what was his name? So yep. Something, something was a, like Michael, Michael Winslow. I feel like it was something Winslow. It was something Winslow. Yes. Yeah. But I will tell you that your hockey sounds a lot like Star Wars, which is also yeah. very cool. Does it? A little do, bit. Do they have ice skating in Star Wars? Well, they <laughs> have, they have like warp speed. Your ice skating is a little warp speedy, which yeah. is great. Yeah. It's great. There, sh there should be a Star Wars on ice. There's probably got to be a Star Wars on ice somewhere, right? I would, I would be forced to go to see that. Yes, yeah, you would be forced <laughs> because of force. That would be like the perfect thing for my husband and I, because he's a huge Star Wars person, and I'm a huge hockey person, and the two would come together, and it would be magic. 
Yeah, there we go. Light light up sticks, lightsaber light. sticks. Oh. Got got to be great. Uh, there's probably not going to be any lightsaber sticks at Fred's rookie camp, but there's still plenty of storylines to watch. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think back to last year. Um, you know, we were sitting and we were talking about some of you know the big storyline was the Preds are kind of in a roster transition. Is Phil Tomasino going to mm -hmm. make the Predators roster? Is Igor Afanasyev mm -hmm. going to make the Preds roster? There's kind of all these guys, and it's like, oh, they're going to push, they're going to push. It seems like no one's really talking about that this year. And maybe part of it is just because the Preds roster is there's a little bit different of an outlook now than there was this time last year. But True. it's interesting because one guy I look at, Luke Evangelista, that's somebody that not a lot of people are kind of talking about right now. But one coming off one of the best junior seasons for a Predators prospect ever. Mm -hmm. um, his body is a little NHL, more NHL ready than um, Tomasino's was when he came into camp last year. Um, and, you know, he's he's right there. So it's interesting. Like, is Luke Evangelista going to be the guy that pushes for a roster spot? And, and I get it. I get that that's like, you know, the Predators already have a stacked forward core. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean he can't come in, impress, and make things difficult. Like, if he's ready, he's ready, right? Yeah, I absolutely think so. And I am agree with you. I think it's very interesting that, you know, you heard a lot about Luke Evangelista during the season. Like you said, he was absolutely the darling of the OHL. Ended up, I think, with 111 points. Was just literally on fire the whole season started strong finished strong um and but people really aren't <clears throat> they're not talking about Luke Evangelista like they were last season like you said with Philip Tomasino and I think that I think that's interesting do I think that he's going to crack the roster for the Predators no I I don't because I think there's such a leap between OHL to AHL, AHL to NHL. Like there are definitely still some steps in his development, but you know, you look at what he was able to do in the OHL, how well he played, not just offensively, but just in general. And people really aren't talking much about him. So yeah, I think it's interesting. He is definitely one, I think that needs, you know, people are really going to be watching him at rookie camp because he is going to be he's going to be one of the ones who who automatically stand out. Do I necessarily think he's going to crack the roster? No, but I think he is going to be somebody who stands out and he is not generating the buzz this season like Philip Tomasino did or Igor last year. Yeah, and Igor's and another interesting. He's another interesting story, Igor. Yeah, and, and to add some clarification too, Tomasino did play in the AHL for a half season before he made mm -hmm. that jump. So it's not like he went from OHL to right um, NHL. But you know, there there are players that have done that. And if sure. um, Evangelista has a good camp, I, like I said, I'm with you. I don't think that he's going to make the roster, mm -hmm. but it would be fun to kind of see how close he can get. Like yes. you know. We assume he's going to be in Milwaukee this year, um, but it would be fun to see how much he pushes, mm -hmm. like how good he does in the preseason, how well he stands out. 
in, you know, not rookie, not just rookie camp, but, you know, when training camp starts, like right. how does he fit um, among some of like the guys who have been playing in the NHL for, you know, seven, eight, nine years. That to me is going to be interesting, probably a storyline to watch because it may determine how close um, Evangelista is to maybe getting that first call up. Yes. Um, you mentioned Igor Afanasyev. Mm. This is That's an interesting one. one. It's an interesting one because remember, let's flash back to last year again. He sort of made a late push to maybe be up for a roster spot. Like he did very well in the preseason. He did very well in all the camps. You mentioned when we were doing the show last year, like he was a standout to you mm -hmm. in training camp, but he is coming off not a very good year in Milwaukee, like a pretty, yeah. a pretty damning like career. And it seems like there's a different sort of, I don't know, I guess aura around him this mm -hmm. year. There's like a different set of context for him coming into the year. Yeah. What, what's your take on a, a fantasy F and what do you want to see from him going into camp this year? Yeah, this is a very different, um, very different vibe around Igor. And here is something that, that I think is, is, very hard to dispute. And that is that people in Nashville love Igor Afanasiev. They love him. And, and he's very easy to love off ice, you know, as well. He's very engaging. He reminds me so much of um, it, like very PK Subban charisma E. Um, and, and people want to see him succeed. So he has that going for him. And again, he had a really good camp. He had really good uh, rookie camp training camp last season and everybody was talking about him. Milwaukee was not an easy road for him. And he was somebody who I don't think was even on the radar for a call up for the Predators. No. You know, and it's almost like, which was the real Igor? You know, was it, did he overperform his abilities in camp and the timing was well, you know, and the situation really highlighted him well. And then you put him in a game situation and a long season and just isn't able to perform at that level consistently, or did he just have a rough season? Like, and I think watching him at rookie camp, watching him at training camp is going to answer some of those questions, but people are not, there's not much speculation about, Igor making the roster, making a run for the roster again this season. And like you said, part of that could be, you know, look, the Predators picked up, you know, Niederreiter. And so there aren't as many, you know, glaring holes uh, in the forward court. But I think it's going to be interesting. You know, it's one of those like, will the real Igor stand up at rookie camp and training camp? So we know which one you are, you know, did you outperform your skills last season in the preseason? Or did you just have a rough regular season? Like, which is it? Yeah, it, it's you're kind of having to put it in context now. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, when when people are like, oh, like you've been dating two years. You're almost ready to get engaged. You're going hot and heavy. Uh, and then like somebody cheats on somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then it's a year later and it's like, oh, well, this is still the time we're supposed to get engaged. Um it's like, well, no, it's a completely different context now. Like, yeah. You're, you're, are you still planning to get engaged, even though that <laughs> giant matzo ball is hanging out there? So it's like if if 
like for Igor, it's like, hey, are you still planning on him kind of being the next man up when he went out and just had this like awful season in which he was healthy, scratched a lot down the stretch in Milwaukee? Like, is that still the thing? So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what his offseason was like. Very true. You got to come in here with the with the mindset. You got to show not just the Preds, but Carl Taylor, what you've learned and then maybe we can talk about, okay, let's let's get his call-up development back on track. Maybe he's going to be the next man up. But I agree with you. Like, if, he, if the Preds can get him to Nashville, that's a very popular player. Of course, we know he's, he's got a group chat with a lot of, with mm-hmm. a lot of Preds fans. Here. And he is a great guy. Like, I, I mean, he is such a great guy. I, I think you – I mean, I don't know anybody that is not rooting for success for Igor – across the board because he is so endearing. He's just lovely. Yeah. And so it's, it's, there's a lot of marketability if the Preds can get him here, but it's up Back. to him to yeah. kind of do the work. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. And we have gone this whole show. We have what? 12 minutes in something like mm-hmm. that without once mentioning Yaroslav Askarov, who has been kind of the maven of Preds camp for quite some time. So let's talk about him in a second and what we're expecting from him. First, though, let's take a break and mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info from the season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this week's first few weeks of the games. Lots of college action coming up this weekend, NFL in full swing. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, and hockey. NHL starting back up. BetOnline has a bunch of futures out right now about the 2022-23 NHL season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, and to me, Yaroslav Askarov, you know, he's he's the guy like he mm-hmm. is the guy that everybody in Nashville wants to see this camp. Like he is the superstar. Yes, he is the apple of one's eye. He is the harlot singing there with little flames surrounding him, trying to tempt the young fans into buying a number 30 jersey years before he even makes his NHL debut. Um but you know it it's kind of we talked about it being a weird year for a fantasy F. It was it was a very weird year for Yaroslav Askarov. Hasn't really seen a lot of action yes. in the last couple of years. So this is another guy and who to me is coming in very, very raw. Yeah. And Coming in, and I feel for him because, like you said, he is coming in to a city that is just overflowing with expectation for Askarov. I mean, you have people who have speculated out loud, like, hey, maybe he could be Saros' backup. No. So that's not going to happen, everybody. Um, so expectations are high. Playing time for Askarov this past year, very, very low. A lot of drama around Askarov's season when it comes to what was going on in the KHL. He played, like, I think maybe 15 games or somewhere around there last season total 
Yeah. Total. He, he, he played 15 games. Nine were in like the B tier mm-hmm. of Russian hockey. Only six with the KHL. But in those six with the KHL, he was pretty good. Like yeah. 913 save percentage, uh, 181 goals against average. So like it was, we saw flashes. He just didn't get to do it a lot. Right. And you have to wonder, you know, Obviously, he's still been training. Obviously, he's been, you know, working. But those game-like situations, you need those. You need those reps. You need that speed. You need that kind of intensity to be ready. And so you have to wonder, like, coming into this camp, you know, is Askarov, are we seeing his best right now? Or is he still sort of digging out of a hole of just not being able to get the number of high-quality reps that you would want him to have coming into a camp like this. Not to say that this guy is not something because I called it the Askarov effect at development camp earlier this summer. You know, I've covered, you know, development camps several seasons now and walked into Centennial Sportsplex and it was packed. I mean, it was packed. And it was, I really do believe it was because this was Nashville's first chance to see, um, Askarov and everybody wants to see him and I really do think that he is exceptionally talented but again like you said you are coming into this rookie camp and you're going into this training camp and you just have not had game reps right so there's a whole storyline there of you know how much of his talent are we going to be able to see at rookie camp this season just because of where he was last season actually where he wasn't last season which was in net much yeah and that's i feel like the thing about you know goaltending prospects and it's almost like you know um like look at the usa men's soccer team for the world cup you want a starting goalie who like plays in his league yeah, right. though with Tim Howard you saw that this year like Zach Steffen the team usa goalie uh, was a backup in Manchester City, asked for a loan so he could go be a starter somewhere else just because he wanted those reps. It doesn't matter if it's it's soccer or hockey. If you're a goalie, mm-hmm. you get more in the groove if you're out there more often than not. And that's going to be the big thing for Askarov this year is if, when he plays in Milwaukee this year, uh, based on everything we've heard, he's probably going to get like maybe like half the starts mm-hmm. with Devin Cooley and or – um on our connor ingram which that's a whole other bag of that's worms. a whole story there um but you know that's that's gonna be his first consistent action mm-hmm. really of like since the preds have drafted him yeah and, and, and i think so uh, but what i was gonna oh, i was gonna say and then you know i'll, I'll let you jump in and no, it's, it's just for for the preds it's they haven't really gotten a good look at him since they've drafted him they don't really know where he is in his game progress until they start to see him go out in Milwaukee and start some of these games against good competition. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a while before you really get him up to speed, you know, and again, we realize that they're working out. These guys are putting their time in, in the off season, they're doing their training, but again, it comes down to game situations. And I feel like everybody in Nashville is going to need to take a deep breath with Askarov because how his season goes in Milwaukee this year 
like you said, I, you know, I don't think you're going to see him in net all, you know, for the entirety of the season by any means, but how his season goes when he does play, everybody's going to need to breathe through it a little bit because I think it's going to take a minute to get, you know, kind of get his skates under him game time situations. So this is not going to be a make or break year, but I feel like sometimes the, the Nashville Predators fans, when they get so excited about a player like this, they want them to be gangbusters from the get-go and yeah. like this, give this kid some time, give him yeah. some time. He's delightful though. And again, he's another one like Igor, like it is very hard not to root for him on ice talent. You know, he's definitely talented, but just, he's just an endearing, he's an endearing kid. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how this rookie camp kind of experience goes for him. There's a lot, there's a lot going on there. A lot of story there. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's probably going to be at least another year or so before we even think about what his future with the, with the Nashville predators is not, not the organization, just the future. Like what, you know, how soon is he going to get called up this and that? Right. Um, I think it's probably going to be a little bit while, unless there's some wild emergency this year and then the Preds have to call him up. Um, But Hey, there is a goaltender named UC Soros who has done pretty well. He's not um, bad. It appears to be, you know, <laughs> also the the franchise future goaltender. So yeah, um, one thing at a time. And I don't think there's any rush with Askarov. A um, yes. couple of other interesting Predators players uh, that we want to call out. Uh, we'll do that in just a second. We will. Uh, we are going to be covering rookie camp, so we will let you know they're on ice today and they are on ice again tomorrow for open skates. So they'll be at Centennial Sportsplex and again, open to the public if you want to check that out. But we're going to be talking about what we see there. So keep following Locked On. Next week, we will be back to five shows a week. We are back in the swing of it. So we will have you ready with rookie camp, training camp coming up. We will have you ready, so make sure you're tuning in every day next week. And if you don't get enough from Nick and I on hockey, which I don't see how that could be true, but just in case you want more, if you want more across the league, check out Locked on NHL. It's Locked on Experts from across the league in a 30-minute daily podcast. They talk about all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything that's happening in the hockey world. So check out Locked on NHL. It is your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So good to see daily coverage of this team, Anne. Day. And it's just about the predator, like locked on predators is just about the predators. Yeah. Who, who every day. Thought? Who would have thought such a rarity in the Nashville market, I guess. Yeah. Every day. Uh, yeah. Every day. Um, so let's talk about a couple of other players that stand out. You know, we, we talked about, you know, everybody's always talking about, Oh, let's like, let's see how these big stars mm-hmm. are going to react. Like, Oh, let's look at, you know, Evangelista, Phineas F, uh, Askaroth. You know, there are other battles here, including like who's going to be like that next man up, mm-hmm. like that next big call up, you know, that next kind of the, the, the young guy who may be ready, maybe on the verge. And to me, Anne, there's two people that kind of stand out to me. One is Mark Del Gaizo. Yes. Who is, who is kind of the veteran of the group. And then the other one who he hasn't played in North America much, but I look at him and I see like this guy might be something special. You so Parsonin. Thank you. Thank you. You're yes. welcome. You're this very is, welcome. 
this blows my mind because this is a name that nobody is really talking about. And I'm like, y'all need to pay attention to Parsonen. I love this player. I love this player. Um, kind of a uh, standout to me a little bit last season development camp came in and and he I really feel like was playing at at an elevated level. Um, he played in the um, development camp. They did like a inner squad scrimmage and he played on a line in that scrimmage and then and also some drills with uh, Zachary LaRue and uh, Joachim Kimmel and it was chef's kiss hockey my friend it was just so beautiful but nobody is talking about you so Parson and, and I'm telling you you all remember this name because this kid I really can see him being the forward that gets called up I love him He's very David Poyle prototype. He's 6'3", 212 pounds. I mean, there's a lot of this fin to love. Um, but I think he plays uh, He plays a style of hockey that's going to would be an easy kind of mesh in with the Predators. He plays a very physical style of hockey. But his puck handling skills are amazing. His playmaking skills are amazing. This is a kid, I'm telling you, Yuso Parsonen, love this kid. Cannot wait to see him again on the ice. Love him. Yeah, and he did get a little bit of taste of Milwaukee. Came over for the playoffs mm -hmm. last year, um, played nine games. Um, so that's to me, you know, he, he's got a little bit of, you know, getting his feet wet and he's got mm -hmm. a little bit of experience under him. Um, I, I agree. Like, I think he, he went out and had his third full pro year last year in Finland. He is a big body also, which we know we joke about David Poyle really likes. Um, but he brings kind of a different element than I think the predators really have right now, just sort of that big presence down the middle um, you know, kind of like, you know, a guy who kind of makes plays physically as well as opening up space, you know, with his yes. skill level, he's kind of the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, you know, no offense to any other Preds on the roster right now, but it seems like there's a lot of one or the other. This right. guy, you know, it seems like high end is a little bit more complete, like has a little bit more of a well-roundedness to his game there. Um, so I'm excited to see him. Love and then, him. you know, Mark Delgazzo. That's another guy that I don't think a lot of people are, are talking too much about. Mm -hmm. um, his first year with Milwaukee last year jumped up and kind of became the Admiral's top pair defenseman. Like yeah. he jumped up and sort of supplanted a lot of other. And remember, we saw Jeremy Davies leave this offseason. Um, you know, we saw, you know, Freddie Allard leave in the past couple of years and Delgaizo's play kind of made that possible like he mm -hmm. jumped up and seized a top four spot and you know I, I would love to see him maybe round out the offensive part of yes. his game a little bit but his, his stats weren't bad for you know a rookie year in the ahl and if he can round out his you know the offensive skills a little bit you're looking at somebody who, you know, let's say like down the road there's a couple of preds injured you need like an offensive punch from your blue line, Del is somebody that I look and that may be an intriguing call-up option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this one too. And I think he had a really good, um, he looked really good. We saw him just a little bit on ice at, at development camp and have seen him 
previous, you know, off seasons as well. And I like him. He's not somebody who is necessarily going to jump off the ice at you. His game is not like this super splashy, flashy, you know, Roman Yossi-esque, you know, or Mark Borvietsky game. You know what I mean? Like he's not, um, he's not a defenseman that is a brawler bruiser or, you know, necessarily got the finesse of like Roman Yossi, but he's somebody who's really good He's good at both, kind of like we were talking about you so person and like he's kind of good at both. And so but he flies under the radar, I think. I think Mark Delgaizo flies under the radar when he's on the ice. And so I think people kind of be mindful of him because I can see him being a, a call up if something were to happen to the defensive core for sure. Yeah. It'd be interesting. He's a little bit fun size for a defenseman, a little bit. He's 5'11", which... I think it's great, but in hockey I mean, size. Alex Carrier. That's true. Alex Carrier. Yeah. But Alex Carrier looks like he could be on Bridgerton. So I don't know about Mark Del Gaizo. I will gauge that is, today. Yeah. And report is, back. Is that going to be the main thing? Is it like, look, he's, yeah, he's, he can play. Does he have the Bridgerton look? Like Does if he, he walked out here with like ruffles around his neck <laughs> and like a festive pea coat, like would okay. he fit right in? Yeah. These are the things that we, as a daily podcast, are here to dig into for you people. But no, I'm excited to see Del Gaizo on the ice. I think he's an under the radar, but I agree with you. I think he is definitely a good option for the Predators to keep an eye on. Heaven help us if something happens to this defensive core that we have some hope about this season. But you never know. It's hockey. Yeah. Um, only really last thing that I'm really looking at um you know obviously you got luke prokop coming yes. in um you got adam willsby coming mm-hmm. over from sweden who that's another one i don't think a lot of preds fans mm-hmm. are super talking about right now but that's yeah. another guy uh, you also have spencer stastny coming in so there's a lot of new defensemen who are probably going to play in milwaukee this year mm-hmm. and i think that's going to kind of be an intriguing thing to watch because the admirals seem to have kind of rebuilt their defensive core uh, they also brought in some guys like jordan gross roland mccown um, so there's going to be, you know, sort of, this is kind of our first look at what the new look Admiral's defense can be next year as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Milwaukee, like you said, for a while there, Milwaukee just seemed to have this big depth of defensemen and it sort of has transitioned. So now I, you know, like you said, they're sort of starting kind of a new crop of young players coming in. And I, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. And there's a couple of intriguing names that, mm-hmm. um, you know, Luke Prokop obviously had a big yeah. year last year. Yes. Adam Willsby, I think, is somebody flying under the radar. So I'm excited to kind of see them come to North America, start playing, and then maybe we can realize it's like, okay, what do we have here? Like, what's the ceiling? Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like that's kind of an interesting combination that can go in, in a lot of different ways. So I'm excited yeah. to see them get here and that we can uh, we'll talk about you know, yes. what we see them maybe long-term fitting in. For sure. For sure. And I think there's some names like Zachary LaRue. I think everybody really likes to watch him. This is a kid who is, he just plays, he's like Ryan Johansson sauce on steroids. Like he just has a whole different gear that he functions in. So he is very, very fun to watch. You know, I personally am like, I need you to just take it 
back just a little bit, but you know, we'll see how he does at rookie camp. I'm excited to watch him. And another one that I'm just very curious about is uh, Jimmy Huntington came over uh, from Tampa Bay for Anthony Richard. There was a trade. This is an undrafted guy. Didn't necessarily jump off the page in the season, but he had a really good postseason with the Milwaukee Admirals. Nine games, four goals, one assist. So I'm just curious. Like, he's somebody I'm going to be watching. I'm a little bit curious. Like, tell me more, Jimmy Huntington. Yeah. Yeah. He's also got a great name. Like, that is like a like a hitman in like a in like a 1990s mobster movie. Yeah. Yeah. We need to come up with like a mob nickname for him. Jimmy the something. Jimmy the, Jimmy the Hunter. Jimmy the Hunter. Oh, Jimmy the Hunter. Jimmy the Hunter. There we have it. There we Can't go. Can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's got to have a little shamrock tattoo somewhere. Um, <laughs> this is let's let's end this before it goes. We should probably do that. <laughs> so, uh development or prospect camp, whatever you want to call it, rookie camp. I don't really know. Rookie. Term of it. Rookie. So camp. many camps. So many camps. Uh, it starts today. It's going on uh, today, tomorrow at uh, in Nashville. And then they hit the road for the prospects camp. Mm -hmm. Anne is going there. So we will be back Friday with her observations about what she sees, what she likes. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, though, Anne, where can the people find your work? You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com, and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Uh, as always, follow the show on Twitter as well, LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. That way you'll be the first to know when we put out new content for you. Uh, that's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back Friday with a new episode. We'll see you then.